This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Sunday the 4th of December. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Holly Keogh. Pele reassures fans that he is strong with a lot of hope after reports he was receiving end-of-life care. Pele is 82 years old. He is suffering from, from bowel cancer. He is regularly in hospital and he's certainly not at his strongest. Whether that actually equates to the fact that he is at death's door or not, we, we don't really know. And the Ukrainian president says the price cap on Russian oil can't be taken seriously. Russia's already caused colossal losses to all countries by deliberately destabilizing the energy markets, and the world wouldn't dare to trigger its real energy disarmament. The Times of London. Brazilian footballing legend Pelé has posted a message on social media to say he feels strong and full of hope as he continues to fight colon cancer. In his message, the 82-year-old said he wanted to keep everyone calm and positive after a Brazilian newspaper reported he was beginning end-of-life care after not responding to chemotherapy. The hospital in Sao Paulo, where Pelé was admitted on Tuesday, has since released a statement to say he's in a stable condition and has responded well to treatment for a respiratory infection. As the Times Latin American correspondent John Bonfiglio explains, Pele's health is constantly under scrutiny. It reminds me a little bit of, you know, prior to the Queen's death, every time that something took place uh, with the Queen, the unspoken was, is this the moment? Is this the last time? And it's no accident that Pele is referred to regularly across the world as the king, the king of football. I mean, it is he is regarded in that way, and that is why consistently there is such um, fear about his state of health whenever anything happens. The news that Pelé was back in hospital sparked an outpouring of well-wishes from across football, including England captain Harry Kane. Uh, we send our, our best wishes to him and, and obviously always his family as well. And uh, inspiration among, amongst our game, you know, incredible footballer, uh, incredible person. Sad to, to hear that news, but... Yeah, we wish him well from not just me, but the whole the whole England uh, set up as well. And Brazilian fans at the World Cup in Qatar have told us what Pelé means to them and the country. Pelé means a lot. I think he's the best of the world. Do not have any other like Pelé. Uh, have Maradona in Brazil. Have Ronaldo is the second best one, but Pelé is the first. Pelé is actually a great symbol for us. We won the. 1970 World Cup with Pelé, he was very young, and uh, we're all very sad about what's going on right now. Towers outside the Khalifa International Stadium in Doha were lit up on Saturday with get well messages, which Pele says have kept him full of energy. A three time World Cup winner with Brazil in 1958, 1962, and 1970, Pele is the team's all time leading scorer with 77 goals in 92 matches. Speaking in 2005, he described how he'd promised his father as a child that he would one day win the World Cup for him. My father used to say, Oh, Man should be strong, man doesn't cry. Then I saw my, my father cry when Brazil lost the game. Then I told him, Father, no, don't worry, I'm going to win one World Cup for you. Don't worry, I was nine years, nine to ten years old. Then eight years late, I was in, in Sweden with Brazil with 17 years old. The Brazil won the World Cup. Brazil take on South Korea in the knockout stages of the World Cup on Monday evening. The European Union is now set to approve a $60 per barrel price cap on Russian oil after the G7 and Australia struck a deal on Friday. 
The measure aims to reduce Russia's income from selling oil while preventing a spike in global prices. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says, however, it won't prevent Moscow from waging war there. Because you wouldn't call it a serious decision to set a limit for Russian prices, which is quite comfortable for the budget of a terrorist state. Russia's already caused colossal losses to all countries by deliberately destabilizing the energy market, and the world wouldn't dare to trigger its real energy disarmament. Moscow isn't happy either and says the price cap is dangerous and will do little to curb demand. Sergei Petuhov is former deputy minister for European integration of Ukraine and told Times Radio he believes the cap will serve its purpose. On one hand, some people say that $60 is, is too much and it should be lowered. On the other hand, there's a procedure to review this price uh, regularly and then the next review will happen by the next year. So if, if G7 countries see that the threshold should be lowered, they, they can do that. Russia has said on various occasions that it will not supply oil and petroleum products to those countries that impose a price cap. Meanwhile, the U.S. intelligence community expects the reduced tempo in fighting in Ukraine to continue in coming months. Speaking about the Ukraine war, the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, said that while the conflict has wound down to an extent, the U.S. expects both Ukraine and Russia to prepare for counteroffensives in the spring. We actually have a fair amount of skepticism as to whether or not the Russians will be, in fact, prepared to do that. And our own sense is that they are not capable of indigenously producing what they are expending at this stage. Think more optimistically for the Ukrainians in that time frame. On the way, the latest on the Mauna Loa volcano eruption and Jonathan the tortoise turns 190. The Times of London. 10,000 troops have been deployed by El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, to the suburb of Soyapango as part of a massive crackdown on gangs. Pictures released by the government show troops carrying heavy weapons, helmets and bulletproof vests travelling in war vehicles. Soyapango is totally surrounded, the president wrote on Twitter early on Saturday. The area, which has a population of around 300,000, was previously considered impregnable for law enforcement. The National Police Director, Maurizio Ariazza, has told reporters law-abiding citizens have nothing to fear. It consists of extracting all criminals who may be hiding here in the municipality of Soyapango. We're here to guarantee the security of the honest, hard-working population. The move is the latest escalation in a crusade against gang violence that began in March when Mr Bukele ordered the arrests of more than 50,000 alleged gang members whom he describes as terrorists. His tactics have been described as heavy-handed by human rights groups, but the president's allies say they're necessary after a wave of murders which culminated on 62 in a single day on the 26th of March. Hawaii's residents are bracing themselves for more disruption if lava from the Mauna Loa volcano spreads across a key highway and blocks the quickest route connecting two sides of the island. It erupted last Sunday for the first time in 38 years, attracting thousands of visitors from the city of Hilo. For veteran videographer Mick Kalber, the natural phenomena is just as mesmerising as it was the first time he saw it decades ago. I've been doing this for almost 40 years now. So uh, I can't say it's old hat because it's always exciting. And I enjoy that that um, a surge of adrenaline, if you will. You know? And sometimes you listen and it's like, 
looking at the nether world. But now the molten rock could make the road impossible to pass through, adding hours to commute times. The lava is oozing slowly at a rate that may reach the road next week, but because its path is unpredictable, it could stop completely and spare the highway. Now with the latest sports news, here's John Jackson. While the World Cup finals continue in Qatar, football stadiums around the world are unusually quiet during what would normally be a packed month of fixtures. The Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in North London is the one exception, as 60,000 people made their way through the turnstiles on Saturday night to watch Tyson Fury retain his WBC heavyweight boxing title. The British champion stopped his good friend and countryman Derek Chisora in the 10th round, ending their trilogy with all three wins and setting his sights on his next target. That target is rival heavyweight world champion Alexander Usyk of Ukraine, and should a fight be arranged for next year, it would see the crowning of the first undisputed heavyweight champion since Lennox Lewis back in 1999. Usyk and Fury shared glares at the edge of the ring after the fight, with Saudi Arabia the most likely destination for the biggest fight in over 20 years. Sir Elton John's revealed he'll be headlining Glastonbury Festival next June, the final UK date of his farewell tour. In a statement, the singer said there would be no more fitting way to say goodbye to his British fans than at the greatest festival in the world. Sir Elton will close Glastonbury on the Sunday night, more than five years after he announced his 350-date farewell at Yellow Brick Road Tour. After that, he only has seven dates left to play in Europe before retiring from touring completely. And finally, the South Atlantic island of St. Helena is celebrating the birthday of the world's oldest living land animal, a giant tortoise called Jonathan. Jonathan turns 190, having lived through two world wars, seven British monarchs and 39 US presidents. The island governor's house, where Jonathan's lived for most of his life, is marking the occasion by opening up for three days to visitors wishing to celebrate this historic milestone. Island officials have made a series of commemorative stamps and a birthday cake made out of Jonathan's favourite foods as well, giving a new meaning to the party animal. And that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday the 4th of December. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.